Yo, yo, welcome to Ronald Series Podcast, guys. Um, thank you for joining me. Before we get this thing started, just giving a shout out to Lex Fridman. He inspired some of this podcast and its layout for what I'm going to say. He's an AI specialist and he's done a lot of stuff with AI and narrow AI systems and stuff like that. So enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Ronald's Theories. I know it's been a minute. It's been a a lovely, interesting, eye-opening, insanity experience for all of us. We're all in this together, you know? So thank you for being patient. For those of you that love it and love the sound of my, my voice. So... As I said earlier, this episode is just going to be, you know, it's on that Rona, Um, but we're going to go based on a lot of different levels and not on one specific perspective, Um, especially on social media. All of us have seen, whether it be just one side of it or we've seen misinformation pretty constantly and so at this point we're not really sure what's going on um i don't know if anybody really knows what's going on so i was just we're gonna attack it on seven levels um and i'll let you know what those are as we go you know what i mean i wanted to have a little bit more structure with this because it's such a serious topic and speaking on something that's you know taking people's lives whether it be literally taking their life or taking their entire form of existence, whether it be their job, their stability, and their sanity, you know? But the first level is going to be biological, okay? So at a biological level, we're looking at the life of people and the health of, of, of us just as a whole, not really diving too much deep into the mental state yet, but as a whole, what's happening with, uh, as in deaths and stuff like that. I mean, we've got shouts out to the service workers and quote unquote, the essential workers that are on the front lines, keeping the society, uh, somewhat stable and keeping consumers buying. So the economy isn't complete shit. So shouts out to you guys, the fast food workers, the, um, the essential workers that are in places like Home Depot and stuff like that, like really, really jobs that are honestly like the necessities of our society and civilization. So shouts out. And of course, shouts out to the doctors, the nurses, the medical workers, service workers, etc. Shout out to all you guys, man, seriously. Um, Regardless of the situation and what it is underneath the surface, this is what it is at face value. So, um, yeah, just again, like seriously appreciate you guys shuts out. 
but the biological life of one another, we're looking at, you know, it's the, um, the, the seriousness of the virus isn't that it's very, very deadly, like influenza type. There's theories that it could be, but, um, it's that, uh, you know, seriousness, seriousness of the influenza being like how deadly it is to you, uh, biologically. But what makes it so deadly isn't so much that it has the possibility of killing you, obviously, but it's that it's so secretive and contagious, um, asymptomatic, I believe is what it's called when you can just not have no symptoms and then give it to somebody else and they don't know, and that it's contagious. That's why they're being so adamant about this six feet thing, I guess. So right now we're looking at if it's on track properly, um, at least 100,000 will be uh, dead by the end of this year from this virus um, at this current rate of new cases and stuff like that. And the possibility, um, the highest threshold of deaths could be you know, it could be around 10 million or a million, to be honest. But that's like way out of proportion of uh, current scientific statistical data. Um, I don't think it'll reach that point, obviously. Um, but it's definitely on track to be uh, an issue right now. Um, I think it's important to, they call it social distancing, but um, it, it's it's important to kind of see people as uh, a form of light and compassion. Don't don't be scared to be around each other, but obviously be you know be mindful. Just be cautious. Don't don't <laughs> cough on somebody or uh, be belligerent with your health. You know what I'm saying? Um, obviously, wash your hands. Me personally, I've been doing a lot better with washing my hands recently. Just like. If I'm chilling in the house and I haven't gone to the bathroom in a minute, I'll just go wash my hands really quick because I, you know, because of this thing. And I, in general, I think that's a good habit to have anyway. But um, I'll just say physical distancing is a good word because social distancing puts kind of a connotation on it as to like, you you know, don't talk to people and, you know, they could be infected. Don't let that motherfucker near you. You know what I'm saying? So, but the, that's, that's the challenge though, is to staying away from being affected um and as a whole i'll probably repeat this a lot but as a whole um the main message man with what i'm trying to say and with all these levels that i'm going to relate to you guys is that the the end game the goal uh for everybody and for a society as a as a hive mind is to come out as just a better community and as a better person specifically in general you yourself and um kind of have a little bit more awareness and mindfulness towards these types of epidemics and uh look out for each other man you know we are you can have your opinions on the human race i know i have my opinions on the human race we're definitely not the best species when it comes to um balls of wonder and good and greatness and we have that capability but we're definitely very selfish and evil angry people at the same time so we have our flaws but um this is what it is right now if you have a dream you have a goal you can't do it without other people so let's let's help each other out 
And then two, um, the psychological level, it's just a little bit deeper than the biological, more, more so in the brain um, of people. Just your mental health instead of like your overall health, emotional stability, the fear that people are feeling. And um, like I mentioned before, having a little bit more compassion towards people because of this epidemic that's causing just on a huge like level of people are not able to support their families right now. It's very psychological, psychologically damaging uh, and painful to um, worry about starting over, basically, because your job is, you know, out of commission at this current moment, like straight up closed for who knows how long at right now. They're saying at the uh, they're saying by April, you know, like 18th or 15th or something like that. But, you know, that'll be a month. And at that point, um, you need to pay rent and stuff like that. And unemployment can not always be there as a form of serious stability. Actually, it's not there for a form of stability if you have a family of four, even three even. So that's just the, you know, just the way that the government has it laid out right now. So that's an obvious thing. There's a lot of psychological damaging when it comes to people's, there's a lot of fear going on. Just try to be the the most effective thing right now, man, is try to be calm. I know that's it's hard to hear that, especially if you're out of a job and stuff and you're really worrying about paying rent. Uh, try to be calm, be centered, and um, don't overstimulate into misinformation because that can cause even more panic and fear into people. Um, leading into level three, which is the social aspect. The social aspect is basically reached its pockets into the complete social media of our existence. The social media now is the forefront face of communication, which is kind of scary to look at um, because it's literally a representation of, um, you know, like one of those like utopian uh, future intelligence type of movies where everybody's just communicating on phones or tablets and not actually going outside or anything like that. People are going outside, but nobody's really talking to each other if you're strangers. So um, when you're on social media, man, it's already been said multiple times, so I'll say it again. Try not to spread misinformation just from like somebody else that you heard. Seriously, check your reliable sources, .gov, .edu, .org, those types of things, um, those types of sites, those types of sources. The worst thing that we can do just as a human condition is to kind of influence people to have more panic and fear and then also spread misinformation to implement more of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So there has to be more of a, a hive mind on here and try to... If you feel yourself being tugged and pulled into not thinking f- for your own when it comes to this type of thing and people are influencing you and you s- get a little scared, um, get off of it, man, honestly. And just get off of it and try to approach it in a more um, fun, playish, uh, non-biased way. I know right now a lot of people are kind of sick and tired of seeing those posts. Not as many people are talking about it because that wave is gone, but... Um, just in general, when it comes to the theories, try to find some serious reliability on on things like health advisors who um, the World Health Organization people who who will, if you will. But yeah, man, 
like I said, this is going to be a structured podcast. I'm not, this is, this is the irregular form of Chase Morris speaking out of his ass crack on certain things, but you know, I feel like this is a good, with this topic, man, I didn't want to just blabble, you know, that's just a bad idea. This is, they're, they're live, there's a society going perhaps, possibly down, but that leads me into my fourth level, which is ec- the economic uh, state, um, which I already kind of talked about before, the financial stability, the employment rates, the productivity um, of us as a whole, economy-wise, there's there's like a lot of um, economists. Did I did I pronounce that right? Is it economists or econ- yeah econ- economists? I think. Anyway, they're predicting some outrageous shit. So um, they're saying that it could double the uh, negatives of G- GP within the second quarter of this year, um, which could cause a depression. Um, they're definitely saying that at this rate, unless there's a huge, um, aggressive, quick turnover of when we're done with this and we go back to how it was, there's an aggressive uh, turnaround of like consuming, um, like, con- you know, consumers buying stuff at a, at a really high rate, at a comfortable level, and everything going back to normal, that there will be another recession. I like 2008. So there's going to be, they're, they're predicting that, you know, hundreds of thousands of jobs are going to be gone within this, by the summer. And if it continues by the end of this year, there will be um, millions of jobs lost by this point. Small businesses are already basically banking on going bankrupt in about three months. I'm saying all this, by the way, I know this all sounds scary, but I'm saying all this from serious evidence and uh, a forefront of reality so that we can just come together collectively to be more calm, be more cautious, and um, there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel, which is what I'll talk about later, but yes, so that's that's what could happen economically. Now, the 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 silver lining of all of this economic wise is a recalibration of how we're setting up our government, man. I know a lot of people because of this are really pissed off at capitalism, um, which is fair, definitely fair. I mean, we've only had uh, somebody named Bernie Sanders talk about how it's really not <laughs> the way to go anymore with the current mindset of individuals and how the world is people are get, becoming more woke, man, when it comes to how money is being separated. Um, in history, it's obviously been a lot more sufficient with capitalism, but with the amount of sacrifice with people and actual suffering um, from people, it's not like people are dying on the streets more. It's just people are suffering more, which in my opinion is even worse. If you're prolonging your process of suffering just because that's the way that it works, it's just... You know, that's just the way that it's not the way that it should be. If that if we never change the way that things, quote unquote, should be, there would never be a civil revolution or anything like that. We would still be acting the same way. So there has to be a change. And I think with this, there will be a change. There will be a change. I have a lot of faith in that. Like with the amount of anger that people are having right now and fear, the government is they're facing that wrath, man. They're facing that wrath. So, 
the level five is political, which is kind of ties into economic also. This is all just like a cohesive unit, you know. Um, we need to realize at the political stance that globally our government needs to have way better uh, security circumstances when it comes to these pandemics. There has to be a lot more protective programs and stuff like that to stop this from happening. We clearly were not prepared at all as a government, the United States specifically. I don't know too much how other countries are handling it. Apparently China has had a lot less cases, sometimes none. Um, but there's also speculation that they're not being as truthful about that. I just think worldwide, because let's be honest, the chances of um, because of our medical field and our advancement in technology, our chances of human extinction um, from um, a pandemic like this, from a disease or a virus, it's not the same as it was, you know, when the Spanish flu was around. We have very high-tech gear. It's not that high. Um, it's there, but it's not that high. So I just, think, I just don't think they were prepared. But this just shows be prepared for anything. And um, in the future... I know for sure this is all going to be a lesson for all of us, you know, and especially for the government because, you know, they, they can't survive, man, without the people. So they, they have to do something. Think about it that way. I know they can have their corrupt ways as any other government will, but they can't thrive and survive without a people. And I think it's important to to learn from how people are reacting to the virus, some of us kind of took a political stance on it because in this current climate, I mean, almost everything is tied to po po politics, policies, and political um, attributes, you know, tied to politicians and how they're trying to win their way. So um, try not to dive too deep into it being that because honestly, man, I know that there's corruption and we've seen and dealt with some corruption and are at face value. So it's hard to kind of not just see corruption immediately through pol and see politics and everything. But sometimes there's just things that even the government did not control or, cor or cause to be corrupt. Or, or it's, you know, sometimes it's just not a political move. It's just something that happened that nobody saw coming. And that is just a thing, you know, natural selection type of thing. So um, also keep that in mind too with, with the political realm of things try not to get too involved with how it's um changing politics and stuff like that i mean it's definitely seeming like it's going to when it comes to it could cancel elections or anything like that but that should not happen um that is a huge by the law constitution no-no regardless of the situation so when it comes down to it, it is affecting the outcomes possibly of politics, but was the virus a political move? No, not necessarily. I don't even think anybody, you know, was planning something like that. There are deeper theories that could possibly be happening, but try to look at the facts more because almost anything can try to be tied to politics and it's hard to kind of see the fine line in between both. Um, so that's, that's the bright side of that. 
And the sixth level is existential, which I was going into already. Um, how big, you know, is this threat going to be? Is it severe enough to where it is causing um, an extinction level type of fear, an extinction level type of push onto the human race? Um, I don't know if it's at that level yet. I don't know if it's that serious. I think that there was a statistic. Let me get it in my head here. There's there was like a like a zero point five percent chance that the human race is completely obliterated from a natural uh, pandemic like a virus. Um, and then with everything put together, when it comes to AI, uh, technological weapons, stuff like that, um, overall, when you mash everything together, and their possibilities are. Us surviving within the fir- within a hundred years is about nineteen percent. Uh, well, let me reword that. Sorry, there's a ninety percent chance that we will be extinct within the next hundred years. Ninety percent chance. So, we'll see how that goes, man. Um, I think when it comes down to it, the existential, the existential crisis of this was a little bit um, over. What's the word that I should say? overpriced it was completely exaggerated um for a little bit but there has to be a fine line between exaggeration and uh ignorance to the situation and i think there was never a median before this really got serious within society and shutting things down there was either people not taking it seriously at all or taking it too seriously um and I think at this point, it's better to take it too seriously than not at all. Um, and I know me and my father were having a conversation on on it when I was basically kind of skeptical of the whole thing at, at a certain point, if, I, if I'll be honest. And he was saying just from statistics and stuff like that, like, young people need to stay inside more. If this keeps happening, there is going to be, you know, serious repercussions just as a society. And sure enough, like three weeks later, they did this. And we're having, I know just a few days ago, the U.S. found like 600 more cases a, a day. So, um, but like I said before, stay calm, stay vigilant in your mind, your own theories, base yourself. If you need to, try to meditate, man, because just all together with all this going on, you have to be quarantined and stay in your house for hours and hours on end and only go outside to, you know, just go outside and walk around, which is good. As, as a house perspective, I think that's good, too, that we're, more people are outside, regardless of if it's just because you're bored out of your fucking mind, you're out, outside, at least, and going to the grocery store um, and going to pharmacies and stuff like that. That's honestly why I'm following the procedure, man, because it's not that difficult. And then once they closed the businesses down, it was basically like a force from the government, like, no, like, y'all got to fucking listen (laughs) stay stay inside but yeah i've tried to buy in bulk so i don't go to the grocery store as much i'll go like every 12 days or i've i've gone twice now this is i just went today and so that was my second time since the quarantine um it's hard to buy a lot of stuff right now man the grocery stores are still looking a little slim on some areas definitely a lot better though than when it was like 10 days ago it was honestly like apocalyptic how them damn grocery stores were looking 
like the first few days of quarantine. People were not fucking around. And also, a uh, shouts out to toilet paper, man. Listen, <laughs> y'all don't need, y'all don't need that much toilet paper. You don't. You don't need that much. That's unnecessary. You could go outside, find a leaf, and wipe your damn ass with it. There's, you have old clothes, old rags that you don't use. Wipe your ass with that, man. Use baby wipes, even like that's. I think that's better also for your asshole to wipe with baby wipes. By the way. Anyway, sorry not to go into that uh, shit wiping topic, but seriously, that's not. If I was in an apocalypse, I'm not. Toilet paper is on a list of 30. Toilet paper might make it to like number 35 on things that I need in an apocalypse. But the last level, man, is philosophical. The philosophical level, which is um, the. As a whole, what's the reasoning? behind why this is happening um as a human race and uh within our minds as a cohesive unit um what can change and um why we're going through it also how we should live um and how to carry this on our shoulders right now um How do I put this? I mean, I think everybody has gone through uh, incredible trials and tribulations that they will not speak to anybody else about um, or very few people about. And because of that, um, I think within the human nature, we are built to go through suffering just like any other animal, man. But we honestly... Um, have it on a much more mentally like suffering level because our basic needs are well right now uh, they're not but as a whole as a race we our basic needs are met so our our suffering comes from our emotions and feelings towards ourselves and our people and as uh, as a community and our purpose and stuff like that it's a very deeper um brain mechanic level of ours and it's it's kind of been popular i think as an instinct the human race perhaps because we're animals i don't know if we're animals now honestly i wouldn't even know if i'd call a human an animal at this point i think we still are i think we're still there um just like any other uh prey in the wild when a predator comes you kind of you flee you know what i'm saying you can't stand up for yourself when it comes to if you're a fucking you know alpaca against a a lion with a huge gorgeous mane you're not gonna stick stand up to the lion because you're not dumb so we tend to run away from stuff like this and uh lose our goddamn minds uh (laughs) but i think it's also because we've gotten so civilized we don't know how to face these trials and tribulations that really uh um what's the word I'm looking for, man? Like really uh, threaten, that's the word, threaten our existence and threaten our, um, our livelihood because the only thing that we faced when it comes to our th- uh, threatening of our livelihood is mostly mental. Um, we haven't had our, most of us listening to this podcast haven't had a lot of uh, suffering on a level of your basic needs aren't met um, and society isn't 
possibly, possibly going to crumble down. So people, just like the mere thought of it, people like are losing their minds. So um, I think we need to realize that we're going through something that's going to test our abilities through uh, perseverance and admiration in times like this. And um, it's important to, like I said, be still, be calm, be very intricate with how you pick out information and your your actions. Um, don't step on eggshells like you, you know you're 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 not able to do anything. Just just you know be chill, be be cool, but don't don't act like the world's about to end, man. You know, even even if it is. The, the mindset of panic and fear racing through your mind is just going to make it so much more worse and overstimulated and cause you to freak the fuck out. So um, I think just as a human race, it'll help us really uh, stand strong as an individual and as a community and as a society, as a civilization to move forward. And um, I think altogether, man, we'll really come out of this on a better stance, better standpoint of who we truly are and what we're capable of because with the uh, with how the government is uh spending the money right now um and how they reacted it's also just shows that we as people we have the power man to overthrow certain certain things and uh cause attention where needed there wouldn't be a french revolution american revolution you know without these types of things without the people realizing which we have realized that the government is making a lot of mistakes so um let our voice be heard but in a very respectful um you know talk and speak up as if you you you're really putting your foot in their fucking mouth but with so much strength, you know what I'm saying? You're not scared and you're not going off in an anger fury. You're you're speaking facts and historical statistical data. You know, whether it be you give a call to your governor, because you can do that. Everybody has the power to call their governor or call a specific representative to make change within your community. So Yeah, man. That was that's that's I uh, I hope you guys learned something from this small snippet. I'm going to release a little bit more. <laughs> I just had to get this out there so that you guys, um, those of you who who listen, can at least hear my opinion on the on the Rona, that Rona. And I won't say anything else after this. I will not speak on this anymore because it's unnecessary. At this point, we've been given so much information and. Honestly, it is still confusing, so I wouldn't recommend like still like looking for more data every day because it just gets, I, in my opinion, it just gets more and more confusing the more I search. Even trying to make this damn podcast, I got hella confused because I wasn't sure what to talk about. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys learned something from this, kind of uh, helped your mind at ease with some things. Just stay as... Uh, level-headed as possible, man. Smile. Show compassion to the people around you, the people who are at risk that you know of in your life or that have it. Try to show love towards them, and sh- you know, hopefully that'll help you show lo- more love to strangers as well. So, I appreciate you guys for listening. Word up.
Thank you for tuning in, guys, to Ronald Series Podcast this week. I'm going to go back to releasing some of my shenanigan type of uh, vibes and theories uh, after this episode. I've got a lot to show you guys, a lot to say. Um, I'm excited. Hope you guys are doing well and swell mentally, spiritually, psychologically. Peace. Peace.